You are listening to a Hippily Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. If you like what you're hearing, stick around to the end to find out how you can get more. Hey guys, welcome to episode 1275 of Hillbilly Shorts. What's up, y'all? Tracy, we've got more stories from Salem. Well, fine. This one says, in the late 17th century, a strip of taverns on Derby Street across from Derby Wharf became the go-to place for illegal activity. Sailors and sea captains visiting Salem used underground tunnels to make their way to brothels in the red light district. It also was rumored that they would use these tunnels to kidnap people, which that happens in a lot of places that are close to um, the ports. Yeah. But what a sneaky way to go to a brothel. Yeah, that's like perfect. That's like the like, when you drive by these. <laughs> like you're giggling like a little kid, like you're getting away with something. That's when you drive by the, like these adult bookstores and they always have the big sign that says uh, plenty of parking in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody nobody sees you at the adult bookstore. Oh, yeah. But boy, I give them that eye when they come out of that parking lot. That's like what I, I do. Up on New Cut, I mean, New Cut, New Circle, that oh. one place, and you'll see somebody pull out and you're like, oh. Yeah, every time I go by an adult bookstore and I see somebody out walking I always honk the horn that way they spend the rest of the day trying to figure out who saw them going in there <laughs> <laughs> so today that stretch on derby street is still home to some cafes and taverns including the witch's brew that sounds like a fun place mm-hmm. the spirits of the old sailors lingered with disembodied voices floating through the air and sightings of pirates mysteriously emerging from emerging from the water I wonder what voices floating through the air looks like. Ha, ha, like that. I wonder ah. if you, could, you probably see it if it's cold outside. Oh. You could probably see their voices. <laughs> <laughs> the old Salem jail, she ain't what she used to be. Ain't what no. she used to be. It's now a luxury condo. Nice. The old Salem jail was the site of an estimated 50 hangings. Oh. And you can now live there in a luxury condo, if you're into that sort of thing. The jail opened in 1813 next to the Howard Street Cemetery, where Giles Corey was pressed to death by Sheriff Corwin during the witch trials. The Boston Strangler, Albert DeSalvo, was also jailed here. See, I don't think I would feel good about myself living in a luxury condo when you knew people were hung there. I think that would bother me. Yeah, I mean... I'm Maybe. like, oh, these people got hung and they're dead. Hey, let's live it up in my condo, yo. Well, you could probably pass it off, though, because you're like, well, I mean, I live over here. They were all hung like five doors down in Mr. Johnson's. Mm, nah. No. It's still just the land. I know. In 1984, the conditions in the prison were so bad that the inmates successfully sued the county. A federal judge ordered it to be closed down, and seven days later... It was. No kidding. Now, have you ever heard of something like that before? Yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah. With huh. some with some uh, hospitals and stuff. Not necessarily I mean, hospitals jails. are different. I'm talking about a jail. Something where you're going to be punished. But, God, how bad was it if they're going to be, they're going to win the crime, you know? That that happens more than you realize for, for um, living conditions and stuff like that. Hmm. I think it was, man, I'm speculating, but I think it was the Missouri... I think it was Missouri State Penitentiary to where they had a big fire and all that stuff that the um, 
that the inmates started and it was all based on their living conditions. Oh, wow. So, but I could be, I could be remembering that. It happened in one of the prisons, but I think it was Missouri State. Anyway, they, it took them seven years to close the place down, but until then, it was the oldest operating prison in America. Hmm. Good to know. The Hawthorne Hotel was built in 1925 and named after resident author Nathaniel Hawthorne. He was the author of The Scarlet Letter and, of course, The House of Seven Gables. Today, the hotel is a popular event venue, but party guests may have to deal with a few ghosts as well. In room 325, people report hearing a crying baby, feeling the touch of an unseen hand, and seeing the water taps turn on by themselves. Meanwhile, over in room 612, the ghost of a woman reportedly stares at you during your visit. That's rude. Yeah, I don't want somebody just staring no. at me. I'm trying Mm-mm. to... Mind your business. Yeah. Nosy. Let's see what else we got here. We got a few more... Turner's Seafood is haunted by a woman in white. In 1692, the first woman accused during the Salem witch trials, Bridget Bishop, owned the land where Turner's Seafood now sits. According to the local legend, the restaurant is haunted by a woman in a long white dress from the 17th century. Some have seen her reflection in mirrors and believe that she messes with the electrical equipment inside the restaurant. Yeah, I can see that. She ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah, this is true. And uh, I refuse to make any jokes about... The stupid white dress? No, the woman in white and living in a seafood. <laughs> <laughs> in a seafood plant, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying there's probably some kind of a smell that's associated. Oh, shut up. I'm just saying. Jerry, you are rude. Anyways. Yeah. It's a seafood place. There's going to be smells. I don't care. All right, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Mm. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 1276 of Hillbilly Shorts. Wrapping it up for the week with uh, the end of our Salem stuff. The end of Salem. Salem State University has some ghostly students. Ooh, I bet that's true. Formerly known as the Salem Normal School, which I'm sure it's anything but normal. (laughs) Why would they call it that? I don't know. Salem State University was established in 1854, and it's got quite a few ghosts. Two girls were electrocuted in the Gramley Library, and their spirits reportedly still linger among the stacks of books. Oh, my. Another young woman died in the elevator shaft in Cluel Hall. Room 222 in Bowditch Hall is especially haunted with reports of the beds aggressively shaking. Oh. I want to know more about the girls who got electrocuted. Yeah, I wonder what happened. I mean. For sure. That's not the most common thing in the world to be electrocuted in a library. Yeah. How much electricity they had back in the day? Well, I... I, (laughs) I don't know that that happened back in 1854. That could have happened at uh, some other time. Oh. But anyways, maybe I'll look into that at some point in time. So Tracy, apparently at the local cinema, the ghosts like to come try to watch the movies as well. Well, hey. 
Some some real people sneak in for free. So what the heck? Ain't that the truth? Yeah. You know that's so easy to do too. If you want I know. to, when we were we went to the movies the other day and saw Nope, which is a really good movie. So I was kind of on the fence about it, but I really liked it. But you know, the movie theater we go to anyway, they don't even sell you the tickets out front. There's nobody even to sell you tickets. You can get them at the little kiosk thing, or you just go straight up to where you get your concessions and you buy your tickets. And then there's nobody to even take the tickets. Mm-mm. They just tell you where to go. No, that's sad. And then when you get out of your movie, you can just go right into. You can literally different... go into any other theater you wanted to if you and and nobody would even question it. Mm-mm. So I mean, it's definitely on the honor system there. Yeah, like it's like luckily we have a conscience. Right, and there was no other movies we want to see. That was... <laughs> <laughs> and I was too full of popcorn, so yeah. it's time to go. The cinema Salem. Is an independent movie theater located on East India Square. According to the staff, the place is definitely haunted. One former manager says that while in the projection booth one night, he saw a man in black Victorian-era formal wear sitting in theater number three. There was no movie playing at the cinema, so it was otherwise empty. Oh, it's just chilling, huh? So he went downstairs to ask the man to leave, but by the time he arrived, the man in black had disappeared. That's all they're basing it on? I hope there's more. I would think so, yeah. Maybe he's just tired and had to sit down for a rest. Right. Morning Glory Bed and Breakfast has some ghosts, I guess. Located just down the street from the House of Seven Gables, the building housing Morning Glory Bed and Breakfast dates back to 1808. If you stay there, you'll experience some old-school New England charm and most likely a haunting or two. The ghost of a young woman wearing clothing from the late 1800s has been wandering around the bed and breakfast, and guests often hear children playing in the rooms. That's nice. Unless you're trying to sleep. Oh, well. Here's some kids playing around that are giggling and stuff at 6 a.m. I don't want to hear it on vacation. (laughs) I'd rather hear giggling than screaming. Well, how about this one? (laughs) A casket smashed through the wall of a restaurant. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? The Burying Point Cemetery. Well, that's a good name. What is it? The Burying Point Cemetery. Oh. <laughs> well, this is the Burying Point. What you call a cemetery? Mm-hmm. Hey, I know. Mm-hmm. It's the oldest burial ground in Salem. It was built in 1637. Wow. You don't really have to build a cemetery, do you? It's just land. Like dig a hole. Yeah, you don't really have to build it. That's true. They might have to put up some fence. I mean, it's like, if you build it, they will die. <laughs> anyway, it's the final resting place of several notable Salem residents and now shares a retaining wall with a restaurant. Located at 300 Derby Street, the restaurant Murphy's used to be known as Roosevelt's. No matter what it's called, the place is most likely haunted. And if you go on a ghost tour of Salem, you'll hear the story of the infamous night when a casket smashed through the retaining wall and into the dining room. Like off a truck or something that was hauling it no, there? No, I guess it was I guess it was buried there, but there was a retaining wall and somehow another went through the wall. Let's see if it tells me. Tim McGuire, co-owner of the Salem Night Tour, says he's been con- uh, has seen convincing photos of the incident that no doubt ruined people's appetite. Oh, Lord. So I guess somehow or another the retaining wall must have gave way, maybe mm-hmm. with some pressure of the casket i don't know maybe some water pressure or something. oh if they maybe it rained a lot or something, i don't know maybe. but i mean apparently it had pushed through the retaining wall 
and straight through. That seems almost impossible. Well, that does seem impossible. This guy said he's seen pictures. Who am I to, who am I to tell uh, this I guy mean, from the Salem Night Tour, Tim McGuire, that he's a liar? Ain't Tim McGuire a baseball player? No. Oh. That was Mark McGuire. Oh, dang. Mark McGuire. That's right. And you might be thinking of Toby McGuire. He's Spider-Man. <laughs> also, not, also not the guy we're talking about. I wonder how many graves are in there. That's an old cemetery. Yeah. Dude. And I wonder when the last one was. I know. I mean, they might have just stopped in the 1800s or something. I would say they would have to. I mean, they surely can still be burying up in there. I always wondered how you make money off of a cemetery. Now, I know in, in the beginning you make money off of people, you know, buying a cemetery. But after a period of time, you've sold all the plots and you still got to upkeep it and everything. Well, I mean, that's you still because... got to pay taxes and everything. So, I mean, how do you make money at that point? Well, I don't know. Like, our church cemetery is not that big, but, you know, the people from the church mow it, usually. Yeah, but, but your, your church, but I'm, I mean, a for church a big cemetery one, is different. Yeah. I'm I, talking about just like a big cemetery that's out and, you know, that, that that's just their whole purpose is to make money. Yeah. I mean, the church cemetery, that money, I'm sure, goes to the church. And mm-hmm. That's not really the purpose of it. That's just tradition. That's a lot of work cemetery. to keep up a cemetery. It's so weird because my cousin just was on Facebook asking for help to, you know, the church on my, on Mommy's Road, mm-hmm. that cemetery there. Well, that's where mom's, all her family's buried. And she just posted on there, like, it's so unkept and looks so terrible. And they go down there at least two or, two or three times a year to try to fix it. And she's like, I can't do this by myself. It made me feel bad. So I probably need to kind of go up there and help clean up that place a little bit make it look nice it probably just needs a bunch of weed eating and stuff done i'm and sure a push mower. i'm sure it does but um you know I mean, can you imagine having to take care of one of those big cemeteries i mean that's that's a lot of work i mean especially if you've got to be careful around the graves and... well that's what i'm saying so I, you know once once they're full mm-hmm. and you still got to keep all, all the upkeep you're paying for taxes you're paying for mm-hmm. somebody to do the the mowing and stuff and if you've got uh, people you still have to have somebody on staff there i mean you're still spending money years mm-hmm. and years after that thing's Quit making money. Well, I, I guess know. they. I guess maybe they make so much money mm-hmm. in the beginning times that they have a trust or something where the money goes in to pay for the stuff after the years. When it's yeah, not it could money. be. I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah, it has to be some kind of a trust that draws interest that's yeah. designed to pay for the future needs. But mm-hmm. all right, guys, thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. If you like what you just heard. We do six of those small bonus episodes every single week. We also do two full-length bonus episodes every month. We do a listener stories episode and then a story that's just like the ones you would typically hear on the regular feed. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com and look up Hillbilly Horror Stories or go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and there's a direct link right there. Thank you guys so much for what you do for us.